gentlemen it's the i have a great idea but i'll never do it special olympics mini episode <laughs> thank you for <laughs> thank you for accompanying me on this journey <laughs> louise hey everybody what's up hey everybody i'm louise <laughs> i'm john um so this is a very special mini episode dedicated to the Olympics. And guess what? We are doing this also on YouTube. You can watch us recording and you can see Louise's special Olympics getup, <laughs> which she put on before we even talked about recording this. I got blue stars, well, white stars on a blue shirt and a headband that's red and a white sports bra. I'm America. I'm wearing green. I, <laughs> you know... Um, and also, if you're watching on the YouTube thing, you can probably see in the reflection in the picture behind Louise, she is currently watching the Olympics. What is currently going on? It's uh, indoor volleyball. Indoor volleyball. The U.S. women's team is playing the Netherlands. Okay. And what recently just happened was a fly camera on a cable. Which are um, incredible. I love those. Which are incredible. Just hit a volleyball, Are you and me? <laughs> yeah, it well, it didn't hit a volleyball, the volleyball hit it. But regulation is 30 feet because if you are playing indoor volleyball mm. and you happen to hit the ceiling or the jumbotron, it's out of bounds like, uh -huh. no can do, and they won't go for that. Oh. No can do, <laughs> no can do. So that's my favorite part of that song. I love that song, it's a great song. <laughs> but it hit it, and they challenged it as, like, a do-over. Uh-huh. And the refs said, no, man, if, if you hit something, that's out of bounds. And they were like, you know, how far is is out of bounds? And the commentator, like, the jerk that he was, was like, well, let me get my measuring tape out. And oh, my like, God. And it's like, come on. Well, wow. But denied. Denied the redo. So Out of bounds. So we, we decided to do uh, this special mini-episode uh, because Louise is such a big fan of the Olympics, we decided... I love, love the Olympics. Yeah, we decided we should do something about this. Certainly, the Olympics have changed since uh, they first began. So that just means that people are open to ideas. Yeah. In an Olympic village over there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I have an idea for everybody in Olympic village. Uh, put a rubber on it. Because um, things can get a little, uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Louise, what what maybe Olympic ideas do you have? I have, I mean, since we decided to do this mini-sode mm -hmm. about the Olympics, I was like, oh, what kind of ideas could I have? How am I ever going to think of these ideas? And then they were like, boo, 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 boo. <laughs> So I have a ton of them. And by a ton, I mean three. Two. Okay. Um, we'll try but... to keep this, we'll try to keep this mini so mini. mini so but we but we don't want to deprive you of all these great olympic ideas yeah yeah so um first idea 
maybe let's try training the commentators mm-hmm. a little longer. Uh, there's been a lot of controversy about, you know, sexism, how mm. the Chicago uh, shooter, I think her name's Colby. Now I don't even know her name, but she won a silver medal. But the uh-huh. Chicago Tribune was like, you know, Bears lineman's wife wins a silver medal. Uh, and it's like, it did not say the sport. It did not say her name. Oh, and you're like, man. come on. that That's not the commentators. That's just. You know what, Louise? I can't go for that. I can't go for that. No can oh, do. <laughs> no can do. Um, But for instance, some of the commentating, because I have been watching and crying mm-hmm. <laughs> since the opening ceremony. Um, which I need to just interject was beautiful and inspiring and low budget in terms of the Olympics, but riveting. I watched the and- I watched the time lapse of it. So the minute that of everything condensed looked great. I don't I mean, have the, time. I don't have time. Yeah. The parade of nations is what it always is, but the stuff leading up to it. There were some really, really amazing moments, like the parkour uh, pixels on the floor. Anyway, right. let, let's get back on track. This is a mini-sode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the commentators would say things like, not even sentences. And I don't have the transcript in front of me, but if memory serves from Friday evening, mm-hmm. this is what I heard. The athletes, as they watch the projections on the stadium floor representing the conflict of the colonization of their history. And I'm like, but that didn't, that's not a sentence. That didn't make any sense. Uh, someone needed some extra training. Uh-huh. Or, or there was this really amazing moment too, where, uh, and I can't really remember the context and someone's going to tell me, but there was, you know, this is her second Olympics and, I don't think she's going to have a problem pronouncing Caprinia. And That's... you're like, oh, the commentators are wasted. They're like, this is <laughs> going to be a long night. Give us another Caprinia. Like, it's something like, a, it's a, do you know what Caprinia is? Uh, no. It's a, it's a sugar-based sort of margarita type thing, but with like a different. Okay. Kasasha is the rum. That's the sugar bait. Anyway. Um, they were having those. Okay, so other instances of commentators needing to like either talk slower mm-hmm. and trust that the the spectator is riveted just by the athletes in the event. Me, mm-hmm. me, me, me. You don't need to talk every second. Um, would say things like, uh, this is a specific example of the U.S. women's swimming. You know, both Ledecky and Dorado, strong freestyle swimmers, it will be tough to just choose one if there's even a choice to make. And you're like, choose? Yeah, nobody's for choosing. what? They're on the same team. Yeah. And the clock doesn't lie. They're going to swim. They're going to swim fast. Like, yeah. wh- choose? Get out of here. <laughs> I guess. Leave. Are they I just, can't go for that. I No can do. I Are they choosing their favorites? What exactly is happening over there? Um, I, down there. I mean, <laughs> right. I don't know. And then, and then my third and favorite was just today as I was watching the volleyball. I'm pointing that way, but you guys see it that way. Mm-hmm. Was the commentator just without any kind of 
segue into it was like, well, they say that people look like their dogs and teams behave like their coaches. What? You didn't even need to say the first part. Have you seen uh, Best in Show? Of course. Of course. Um, so it's almost like Fred Willard's character who does, he's doing the commentary and it's just like, he has no idea what he's talking about. (laughs) Like at one point he's like talking about the one dog that has like the long, like hair slash fur. And he's like, it looks like it was spun by like a giant spider, like (laughs) the hair so silky. Um, anyway, so that's what it's kind of reminding me of. Uh, hilarious. So Okay, so the first I have, a, I have another idea if you're if you but if you have one, go for it. Well, I mean, so the idea is basically to not be sexist and to think before you speak. <laughs> simple, simple cool. concepts. Although part of me is like maybe they don't have any training. Maybe they're just like, I used to be a competitive swimmer mm-hmm. and now NBC called me up and they're like, do you think you could talk about swimming? And they're like, yeah, I can talk about swimming. But then they're like, holy crap, I got to talk for this long. And they start just to get really right. nervous and in their heads. So maybe any kind of training. Mm-hmm. Yeah, would just cool. a little bit of training. I mean, Go on Wikipedia and just like search swimming and like rattle off some poorly cited facts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, or zip it. Yeah, I'm watching. Oh, my God. Yeah, some of the commentary. Sometimes, okay, so I've been watching a lot of it through the like NBC Sports app mm. where there's like no commentary. And you're just like watching people and it's like, what am I even watching right now? Because you can just select like, oh, I want to watch X, Y, and Z. And then you put it on and it's just people like, I wanted to watch some ping pong table yes. tennis. Sorry, is ping pong uh, insensitive? I don't know table tennis (laughs) and it was fascinating but it's like what is even happening right now i could use a little bit of commentary so i guess an idea could be throw some commentary on everything throw some of that you know i guess it's you know it can't it's not possible to televise everything that's happening there there's so much going on um but i would love to know what was going on (laughs) right i was actually watching some table tennis with some people this weekend I think it was Saturday night mm-hmm. and they were saying like man that table looks so small it does so look small. really small and I was like that's because you're used to seeing it in somebody's basement yeah <laughs> right now it's in like a really weird space and there's people watching and it looks so small but it's probably the same size well that that would be really fun if instead of it just being like regular table tennis this is Olympic table tennis here. Like when you talk about Olympic sized swimming pools, they're like huge. But Olympic sized table tennis tables, they could be smaller. Or it could start off regular and the further along you get, the table gets smaller. This is like <laughs> we've invented a new sport. Right? Yeah, extreme table competitive table tennis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you gotta adapt. Yeah. Come on, get with the times, people. We can, we're making things smaller all the time. Let's get with it. Um, but actually, like, the the one idea that I did think of is, I guess it's similar to um, 
you know, the increasingly more difficult table tennis uh, and smaller tables would be this is about the gymnastics floor routine. I don't remember exactly what it's called and you can probably enlighten me, but it's the thing where like they dance for a little bit and then like get really intense and flip down the like diagonal of the square. Those are passes. Okay. So the dancing before is just like artistic. Right. So I was watching some of that and yes, it's very impressive. Um, I wished that it was like, you can tell that there's so much pressure on them that they're not really having the fun that they want to make it seem like they're having unless uh, you are the Russian team because they looked joyless. Um, yeah. That seems pretty normal. Yeah, they they looked pretty joyless, but that's, that's okay. But I, I wish that there was a, a different element to this, and maybe this is just a different... Uh, a different competition to begin with, but maybe something where it's like more improvised. So the, the flips and all of the acrobatics that they do, it's predetermined, you know, they, the routine is already like the commentators. Actually, they know every move that they're going to make. And it's like, you better watch out for the second pass that they're going to do because man, oh man, is it, there's going to be some nutty stuff happening. That determines their uh, maximum scoring mm-hmm. because you can have, you know, one girl's floor routine could be like a 16.0 maximum score for uh, like tricks and difficulty and artistic. Mm-hmm. But then another girl, which is the case for Simone Biles, who's mm-hmm. like the superstar, um, I believe that her floor routine was like a 16.9 or a 16.7, like maximum score she could get just because it was like so much more difficult than anybody else's. Um, So they have the routines on the paper. You just wish it would flow differently or you wish there was like a technique, an artistic and a fun factor. Well, the fun factor I think would be cool. But I'm thinking like maybe aside from this, there should be another... Uh, another competition where the the stakes are raised and things have to get a little more improvised where maybe they have to try to stick to their routine that everybody knows about, except there's like one part of the floor that moves around that nobody knows where it's going to be that's just going to like balloon up and shoot them into the air and they have to make the most out of it. That doesn't sound dangerous at all. These are (laughs) Olympic gymnasts. If anybody can do it, it's them. That's true. Yeah. Cat-like reflex score ability. So I want to see like what would happen if, you know, when they least expect it, which probably is they're always expecting it, but once they get launched into the air, what do they do with that time? What do they do? Like, how do they flip around? How can they, you know, dazzle us when they're surprised the most? 
You know, I, I was almost going to say like they're professionals, but technically they're not professionals because they're then children they Then they can't compete. Well, that's true. More specifically, yeah. like if you're a professional, you're done. Yeah. So they're children. And yes. I the way I see it is like the Olympics, you know, this is the best of the best from every nation and everything. And the way that I imagine a lot of these performances, it's like well, how are you going to adapt this into something in the real world? So, like, I'm thinking you are part of an elite task force or whatever, and you are, like, running, trying to, like, uh, save the world. You're, you are running down this thing trying to save the world. You are dodging all these crazy things going on. And then all of a sudden, like, you jump up on a car to get onto the top of a building and the car explodes and it launches you into the air you have to still get to like whatever you're trying to do and looking like a star looking like a star yeah like we're living in a time where the marvel cinematic universe is making more money than every one of those nations combined like Mm -hmm. than everything that they have in their treasury so we want to make sure that you can like spin around in the air and like land perfectly and just like dazzle everybody and land it added added like pyrotechnics like you can do your routine but you got to flip through this like burning right that's that would be cool another thing that i think would really help this floor routine situation is like okay i'm watching it and it's like i'm looking at somebody's like high school gym where it's just like this elevated mat on the floor and then there's bleachers where it looks like there's like nobody there. It's like, get a backdrop, project something cool on it. Right? Okay. I I see. This is, by the way, I am not I, like an Olympic watcher. Oh, yeah, I, I just feel like there's so many events and the scheduling is so difficult to understand. And then I'm not going to make some sort of comment about Brazil or the, uh, mm-hmm. you know, str- leading up to it. But maybe more people would have bought tickets and come to said uh-huh. events had things been different or... Um, you know, public transportation or, Mm -hmm. um, I have visited Brazil twice Mm -hmm. and Americans need a special visa. So maybe it's a situation Mm. where a bunch of Americans would have come, but their visas did not get approved in time or, or I mean, a million things Mm -hmm. that could have gone wrong. Um, but I agree, like make it seem or project, you know, something that the competitors don't see, but we see like just throw up a McDonald's holographic ad or like Coca-Cola sell that shit, make some money or just like project the nation's flag behind them. Oh yeah. Just like waving around. CGI that in. So the spectators at home see it, but the people there don't. Sure. You can CGI in the line that shows where the world record swimmer went. But you yes. can't CGI in a flag. Just Speaking waiter. of a flag, and this is a complete non sequitur, 
Have you seen Robin Williams' little routine where he embodies the flag? No. All right. I'm going to have to email that to you post-mini-sode. Okay. And everybody else that's watching or listening, Google it. Yeah. <laughs> you can use your brains. Yeah. Um, I like it. Okay. A projection, an audience projection. I, I like it. You know, it's just like, as somebody who isn't inclined to watch the Olympics, I want something that appeals to me. I need to, you know, I I don't I don't know. It's just hard for me to get Pro- into projections appeal to you. I well, it could be something as simple as that because it just looks depressing, as is. Right. These people basically sacrificed their childhood yeah. to be here. Let's make it a little less depressing. I think so. I think so. Uh, I mean, at least for certain events, because some of the other ones look a lot more vibrant, such as the swimming competitions. There's a lot more going on there. Uh, I don't know. It just looks mm-hmm. a little dreary. It's like, what am I watching right now? What is this person doing in this like depressing warehouse? <laughs> Do we need to uh, go in and help them? <laughs> but they're the Avengers. They can, you know, get out of there if the place goes goes to goes to hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, moving on. Segue into a second idea. I know I'm getting really good at these. Yeah, like, you weird are. Random happenstance segues. <laughs> One of my ideas for the Olympics, or even just the U.S. team, I don't know, to help us out, if you've got a favorite football team, if you've got a favorite baseball team, you can get some merch. You can get a hat. You can get a jersey. Mm -hmm. I would like to see available fan leotards. I'm talking... (laughs) The dazzled, uh-huh. and then I want to see like hashtag USA Gym or whatever the gymnastics hashtag is. People sitting on couches, watching the thing, everybody in leotards. Uh huh. Okay, Are, that's what I would like to see. Um, I've never worn a leotard. It doesn't mean you can't though. Well, no, I'm just saying. Are they comfortable? I've worn a lot of leotards. Okay. There are ones more comfortable than others. Okay. But this is about supporting sure. your team. Sure. Well, okay. Let's let's talk about this. So like a jersey, football jerseys, you know, they're hockey jerseys. They're loose fitting. They're uh-huh. made of mesh. They yeah. are probably the most comfortable things on the planet. They mm. are just loose fitting. You can be Whatever shape like you are, and it doesn't moo-moo. matter. It's it, yeah, yeah. It's it's a moo moo. Um. So, what if it is some sort of comfortable jersey? Maybe not the shape of a football or hockey jersey, or just some sort of shirt that just has a picture of the leotard on it's it. Like- one of those like t-shirts that you buy in key west where it's a white t-shirt oh, yeah. but you've got the body of the person exactly with, like, the neck <laughs> and like the bikini top <laughs> yeah yeah that's that to me seems a lot more comfortable and hilarious than and actually hilarious. wearing a leotard <laughs> 
Um, I mean, if if you can pull off a leotard and it makes you comfortable, go for it. I just think it could also be hilarious for a bunch of civilians, not Olympic athletes, mm-hmm. to try to squeeze into them. Right. And the spandex stretches. All I'm saying is, I want one. And it was the most like wonderful moment when I saw the girls come out to do their prelims. I think it was trials or preliminary uh-huh. to see who would advance to um, all-around individual mm-hmm. competition. And they walked out in their Under Armour, like bedazzled Swarovski uh-huh. crystal leotards. And I was like, oh, their leotards are beautiful. <laughs> I want one. Well, that's an, that made me think of another thing. Um, the whole preliminary you know, the, those trials and everything before you get to the like actual, when you, if you win this, you win a medal like that one. Um, I was oftentimes very confused as somebody who is not inclined to typically watch the Olympics. Um, I wasn't sure, like, is this the one? Is this the one? No. It's the one after this that's going to happen in like two hours or whatever. It's like, oh, so I have to watch a whole bunch of other garbage that I don't care about. <laughs> don't roll your eyes. I was at like, me. the Olympics is not built for you. <laughs> I know. Um, I'm very proud of everybody who has made it to the Olympics and you're all doing wonderfully and congratulations. USA, USA, USA. Or whatever country you may be rooting for. <laughs> Look, there are. Two times and two times only in my brain where you're allowed to be like over the top patriotic. Uh First time, 4th of July. Second time, Olympics. Every other time, you're probably trailer. Okay. That's me just making a snap judgment. Okay. Also, because I love my country, but sometimes I'm like, ugh, take, like, don't put that flag on your car. Mm, Okay. I, I don't know. Um, so I'm really excited! Right. So there are two times a year where, for you, those colors don't run. And for everybody no, else... No, not two times a year. Oh, sorry. Two times in general. Not a year. One time a year... the Olympics comes every right. four. One time so, a... Well, two, yeah. Every two for winter. Yeah, okay. So one time a year at least. At least. Okay, we'll just say that. Um, well, I mean, when I was watching Canada versus... United States volleyball, I was like, kind of like Canada for this one. You do live in the Pacific Northwest. Well, that has nothing to do with it. You're close to Canada. That has nothing to do with it. It had more to do with the fact that I was like, that I was just like, all right, I feel like Americans play volleyball so much. (laughs) It's like, okay, we get it. You play volleyball. But Canadians, you never hear of Canadians really playing volleyball. So I'm like, yeah, you go for it, Canada. Play volleyball. I get it. It's like the Jamaican bobsled syndrome. It's exactly the Jamaican bobsled syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Totally. Yeah. If Okay. I vote for whichever team Doug E. Doug is on. <laughs> um, which, by the way, Doug E. Doug, if you're out there. Haven't seen you in a while, buddy. <laughs> what you been doing? Um, so, Trying to qualify. Yeah. So, which would be great. I'd love to see it. 
Uh, or commentate. That would be great. I'd I remember him. It. He, you know, he had a great voice. He was able to speak fast and fun, uh, like in the movie Class Act as the, as Popsicle. He was great. Um, so, uh, we're we're this is a mini episode, so we're gonna wrap things up. <laughs> a special Olympic, episode. special Olympic mini episode. Um, so we're gonna try to do these every now and then. Uh, so thank you for listening and watching. And uh, stay tuned for our next full episode where we're going to have a voicemail that just came in and we're going to have a response from Louise's mom. Yeah, that's oh. right. If you listened to our last episode, we put a call out there because Louise might have said some things that her mom may not agree with. So, or I may have hit it right on the nose. Well, you don't know yet. But she emailed us. (laughs) So uh, stay tuned for the next episode. This will be out on Friday, so it'll be in a week. So all right. Stay in there. Uh, Go whatever country you're you're rooting for. Maybe you're from that country. Maybe not. Louise likes the United States of America. That's right. Um, All right. Well, thank you, everybody. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on social media. All of those things. And Louise, email us with your Olympic ideas. Yeah, for sure. And uh, by the way, and also next episode, we're going to have the ideas that we challenged each other to in the last episode, which was mosquitoes for Louise and lazy Susans for me. (laughs) Uh, Louise, do you want to uh, do a little Olympic fanfare to, to play us out? All right, thanks for listening. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. I don't see it happening.